Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Iota Sumu has a career night when he scores his career high against the Atlanta Hawks and a Bulls win. Does this win move the Bulls farther up the uh, the standings in the Eastern Conference? It's an important win in the Eastern Conference playing race. We're going to talk about it all and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and content. The Chicago Bulls get an important win when it comes down to the Eastern Conference playing race. DeMar DeRozan scores 29 points. Iota Sumu, 29 points. Kobe White, 20 points. Nikola Vucevic, 24 points. The Bulls have over 20, I mean, four uh, players scoring 20 digits. 20 digits in double digits in, in over 20 points. And then they have another player in Javon Carter, surprisingly enough, score in double digits. This is a win that the Chicago Bulls really did need to create a little bit more separation um, in that Eastern Conference playing race. The Atlanta Hawks were only one game behind the Chicago Bulls coming into this game. This game now gives the Bulls a little bit more separation in that race, and this could, could become one of those important wins as the season goes on. But outside of the the, the impact on the Eastern Conference playing race or not, which the Bulls now move to two games above the Atlanta Hawks, the Bulls played a solid enough game, 55% shooting from the field as a team, 46% shooting when they go 13 of 28 from three-point range in this game. They have 43 rebounds to the Atlanta Hawks, 49 rebounds, and then we move the ball around quite well. Every, I like the way that every player got involved in this game. Uh, throughout this game, we had a stretch of Dalen Terry, he, who went three of three from the field, by the way, for seven points, four rebounds, one assist, one steal. Javon Carter having one of his better games on the year and you know that that's uh, that doesn't come very often for uh javon carter he goes four of eight for 11 for 11 points in this game and then also andre drummond with seven and 11 in this game but this comes down to the the two-way play of iota sumo in a lot of ways made this game for the chicago bulls yes demar Derozan also scored tw- 29 points we're going to talk about him in a second but iota sumo's defense and offense getting out in transition putting the Bulls in, in positions to get uh, easier buckets. He was all over the court today, uh, tying his now career high in back-to-back games with five three-pointers made. But outside of that, he goes 12 of eight from the field, seven rebounds, one assist, one block in this game. Sorry, two, uh, yeah, seven assists, two rebounds, 29 points from Io DeSumo, and then DeMar DeRozan. We know with this Bulls team, very often you need two players at least to really kind of lead that way scoring. DeMar had a very efficient night going 10 of 17 from the field, three rebounds, five assists in this game, only one turnover from DeMar DeRozan. The Bulls overall take care of the ball uh, really well in this game. And then Kobe White. Kobe White, who didn't have the best first half in this game, eight of 17 from the field, which isn't bad. He does finish one of five from three-point range, which, you know, we've no Kobe's a streaky shooter. We know those three-pointers are going to come along for Kobe at some point. But he has four rebounds, seven assists, one steal um, in this game from him. And in Vooch, 24 points from Nikola Vucevic, 11 rebounds, two assists, one steal. 
Vooch taking kind of better advantage of mismatches that he had in this game. There's still some times where he missed some bunnies around the rim. You want to see Nikola Vucevic tighten that up where he can because that just makes the Bulls' offense just that much more efficient when Vooch is playing that well. But, you know, we got out-rebounded only by six in this game, which is okay. Only seven second-chance points for the Bulls, 16 for the Atlanta Hawks. Fast break points, we got murdered, 7-21. to 21. Points in the paint, though. The Bulls score 68 points in the paint in this game to the Atlanta Hawks, 56. And then the uh, Hawks also having 55 points off the bench to the Bulls, only uh, five points uh, off the bench. I'm sorry, uh, 25 points off the bench uh, in this game. But we won the turnover battle, six turnovers for the Bulls, 11 for the Atlanta Hawks. The Bulls converted that into 10 points off turnovers. The Hawks had 13 but overall, like, this was one of those playoff atmosphere-type games, again, that the Bulls came out on the other side in. In the first half of this game, the Chicago Bulls only held on to a lead for a little over four minutes. They end up having almost eight minutes more of leading this game than the Atlanta Hawks when they have 26 minutes of leading to the Atlanta Hawks' 18 minutes in leading. So the Bulls took care of the business where they needed to, and that's just what intensifies this win. The Bulls got the dub. How they how and where they needed to. They they were able to capitalize off what they needed to, and they stepped up. They had the right players step up at the right time to help push the team to a lead. And that was the most important thing when it came down to it. Is the the can you make the right plays at the right time? Even when you have some defensive lapses, can you can you get the stops where you need them? The Bulls did. They got key rebounds when they needed it, and they pushed the ball out in transition as well. Like I said, it wasn't a perfect game by any stretch for the Chicago Bulls, but it was a good game overall for the Bulls and a good team win in which they they when the Bulls fight like this, 136 points scored. Now, again, it's the second worst defense in the league are the Atlanta Hawks defense. So want to be clear on that second worst defense in the league. But the Bulls, the key thing is they got the dub where they needed to get the dub at. And you had a player in Iota Sumu step up and re really give you that consistent scoring punch when you're uh, one of your, your best offensive weapons in Kobe White started off cold for the night. And then he got hotter as the night went on. But, you know, having Io be able to bring that pressure was important for the Bulls on the night. And so got to love the way that the Bulls played in this one. It, it wasn't a perfect game. There's definitely things you can pull out negative in this game. But the thing that the Bulls have done in, over this stretch and in this time is that you know, they've shown enough, right? And they've played up to their competition. And the Atlanta Hawks are a team that's right around that same level as the Bulls. Take that for what you will uh, in it. And they got the dub. So love seeing the Bulls get this win. RDC MC says competitive win. Definitely a competitive win, but it's a win that you need in this in this, in this this type of atmosphere. And as you head towards the end of the season. So Bulls got one more game before the All-Star break. We face the Cleveland Cavaliers on Valentine's Day, so be tuned in for that one. But if the Bulls can get that win against the Cleveland Cavaliers, they can create that little bit more separation uh, that they have. We now are two games above the Atlanta Hawks, uh, with two games below 500 as well, and we're two and a half games behind the Miami Heat for the eighth spot and uh, three and a half games behind the Indiana Pacers for the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference. So, Take that for what you will. Hopefully the Bulls can finish this out strong, you know, before the All-Star break. Get the uh, get the extra uh, rest that they're going to get over having those eight days off for vacation. And uh, let's let's hit the ground running after the All-Star break and hopefully kind of create that a little bit more separation and finish the season out strong. So that's what you hope for for the Bulls. Well, let's go ahead and see how you guys are feeling about this. We got MC in the building. It says competitive win. Absolutely, brother. 
JK says, nice win. Go Bulls. Agree with you. Um, C Red, baby. This is a must-win game. Wish they won against uh the butt, but hey, it's all good. We created separation. I'm glad Caruso was out. Hopefully he can play against the Cavs. We'll we'll need him. I mean, we'll see. It, it could be if that's some something nagging. They may go ahead and let him get that extra game off to get that extra day uh before the all-star break hits. But you know, we'll see. And you know, we'll find out about Kobe White, hopefully. I mean, about Patrick Williams over the all-star break as well. So Mateo in the building says, Io Dos Trace. Absolutely, man. Io's killing it right now. Definitely killing it. Look at Trey Young's dad, man. So <laughs> inspirational. Hey, uh, uh, Io DeSumo owns Trey Young. It's just, I think there's been one game in this matchup where Trey Young kind of gave Io DeSumo the business. I think that was like the first or second game of last season. But other than that, you know, it's it's really been, Io's killed him. And, you know, shout out to Io for stepping in, playing that way that he played in this game, playing the defense that they did on Trey. Came into this game saying it's about forcing Trey Young to have an inefficient night. Trey Young only made three shots tonight. He was three of 14 from the field. Now, he did go 11 of 12 from free throw range. We got to foul him a lot less. He had 14 assists as well, but he had that inefficient scoring night. And when you do that to Trey Young, it really does, uh, you know, disrupt how they like to run their offense. So, uh, really good there. I would like to see force a little bit more turnovers out of him. But, you know, it is what it is there. But, really, when you look at the starters for the Atlanta Hawks, most of them shot inefficiently or around that that level where you look at it. So I like the way that the defense play, the Bulls play defense throughout this game. And uh, yeah, you got to give the Bulls love on that one. Io is in contention for the for the third consecutive year. F O T Y. What's F O T Y? Footy. What? I'm I'm sure my brain's just being slow on that one. Shout out to Javon Carter this game. Javon Carter had some nice moments this game. He had some bad moments as well. But Javon Carter, you know, in, in a time where we really had to play him well, he uh, are playing minutes, he played pretty well in this game. Competitive win against the Hawks and the barbershop lollipop Trey Young. Let's carry this over to the Cleveland game. Hopefully Kobe's doing all right. Dude was sluggish tonight despite his 20 points. Yeah, and you know, when, when you start seeing a player like Kobe and those shots keep coming up short, that points to fatigue. And I think Stacey King talked a little bit about that on the broadcast tonight too. And that is something that we're seeing that, you know, Kobe White, I think, is just tired. And no, no, no slot to him. He's he's leading the league in minutes over the over the year so far since the calendar switched. And so, you know, you you want to you want to try to get him some rest where you can. If Javon Carter is going to be playing better, that's going to help some as well. So let's see, let's see, let's see if they can get him a little bit more rest in here. We got Ben 10 in the building says Bulls got that win without Caruso and P. Will. This team has death that nobody is mentioning across the league. Well, the reason why nobody's mentioning there, Ben 10, not to say that it's, you know, is is it's it's good for this, but we haven't seen the depth. We haven't had the depth. We've been missing a player each and every portion of the season. We're missing Zach Levine. They were missing Zach and DeMar for a little stretch there. And then Vooch missed some time. Patrick Williams missed some time. So you won't really hear the Bulls depth talked about until everybody is healthy and the team's playing well. Now, we know that's not going to happen this season. Zach isn't coming back. Lonzo's going to be out the rest of the season. But, you know, Pete Will, Caruso, you get everybody healthy after the All-Star break. And then we're playing with that depth. You may hear people start talking about it a little bit more. But you know, you, you got to have everybody out there if you're really going to talk about that depth. Uh, Kino says, uh, man, I know I said Iowa was going to shine, but I didn't know uh, that bright. Listen, this is one of those games that Iowa needs to rem- use this to remind himself how he can be on both sides of the ball. And don't overlook 
how taxing that is on a player to give that type of effort on both sides of the ball, right? We like the players that are able to do that every single night are few and far between. Like, and I'm not saying Iowa's reached that level yet because he has to show it over more time. But like the the, the brand of defense that Io played and the offense, it was Jimmy Bus Butler esque, is what Io Desumu in this type of performance gave today, and. It's difficult for players to give that every single night, that type of effort on both sides. But listen, when Io does it, he makes it look flawless, man. He makes it so much easier for the Chicago Bulls in many ways as well. Man, shout out to Javon. Uh, the man said he wanted playing time and absolutely executed. Dalen being a dog on both ends of the floor and Io king of the A, uh, dog, let them young boys loose. Hopefully this is a sign. This is a wake-up call for Billy Donovan as well, right? Billy is the one who needs to have the confidence in the young players for them to play more often. It comes down to Billy Donovan trusting them, being willing to play them, and, and let them go through their mistakes uh, as players and, and figure it out. And that's what it comes down to. If if Billy Donovan is going to truly trust these young players to develop and wants the, to be able to rely on them when he when he has to, you have to be you have to be willing to give them minutes and do that consistently. And so hopefully they continue using this time to show that to Billy Donovan and Billy Donovan stays alert and aware of it as we move forward. So let's hope that that's the case. This was JC's legendary game this season. LOL. He held Trey young to below 20 points. And that's saying a lot. Well, you can't blame it all on JC. I'm sorry. That's just would be disingenuous to say that Javon Carter is who held uh, 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 Trey young to, to under 20 points. It was a, it was a team effort because I was guarding him a lot. Now, Javon Carter did a good job in his minutes against him. And shout out to Javon Carter for that. Playing 25 minutes after a DNP. Listen, that may be the wake-up call that Javon Carter needed to realize, hey, get back to being that dog that we thought you were going to be when you came to the Chicago Bulls. I was slowly becoming a guard version of Giannis. Giannis, I, listen, that that y'all be making these comparisons, man. That's it's too early for that cop, my brother. Uh, what a night for Io. He has been on fire. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Um, yo, Hayes, we are uh, where uh BKR at. He called us winning by 10. Beep beep. And right on on schedule. Uh now, sir. I said Trey Young is a cat. Couldn't even score 20. Bulls 10 plus, bulls by 10, and to drive home safe. Thanks for coming. Hey, listen. BKR called it, man. Shout out to my brother from across the pond, man. Ali Fault in the building says, uh, King of Bulls content on YouTube. Well, I appreciate that, brother. Hopefully, I keep I keep uh, giving you this fire content, man. Uh, can you uh, remember when we said there's nothing to look forward to? The youngsters aren't good. Remember, I do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, coming into the season, one of the things that I kept talking about is the fact that, you know, we hadn't yet seen the, the young players of the Bulls. And Kobe... Io, uh, Patrick Williams, and of course, Dalen Terry, Julian Phillips hadn't getting, getting much opportunity. That it was a big knock on the Bulls that we didn't have those young players that you just knew were going to be huge building blocks of your future. Kobe and Io are showing that. P. Will showed it in flashes immediately after Zach went down. You know, that foot injury, I think, was kind of limiting him in the times that we saw him look a little bit more like passive P. Hopefully, he can come back, man, and he can, and he can be that again, and he can be added into that as well. So. Brazil Popular says, Io should be our starting shooting guard. I mean, I understand what you're saying in that, Brazil Popular, but I think there's something to be said about Io coming off the bench, right? And the fact that when he is coming off the bench, he's able to dictate a little bit more. He's able to push the pace a little bit more. More things are able to go through him. But I tell you what, Io keeps playing like this. 
you you may have to ask yourself if that's if if he does need to be starting next to Kobe White. And we do know that Ayo and Kobe do have a really good chemistry together. We know that for a fact. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, and the big homie says, Chicago Bulls fans, guess what? We got some building blocks so we can breathe a little bit. Hey, we definitely got building blocks. Definitely got building blocks in this, man. Those trade IO haters have been real quiet. I mean, listen, and this is the thing, and this isn't to toot a horn or to call anybody out, but we got to stop as a fandom, right? I'm going to call us all. We're going to, I'm going to, because we're together in this, right? As Bulls fans, we need to stop being so willing to throw our players away when they're still young. And yeah, they're going through some up and downs, right? Players in the 2021-22 season saying Kobe White didn't fit this team. There wasn't a spot for him. He's going to absolutely be moved by the deadline for a big. Now look at where Kobe White is. Iota Sumu, after an admitted sophomore slump, oh, the Bulls, again, I don't think anybody really said the deal Iowa's on was bad, but thinking that Iowa wasn't going to stick around. Now Iowa's showing that, showing big things on this team, right? And then Dalen Terry in this game, I think, showed a little bit of the promise that he has. A player that's not going to do a whole, he's not going to be maybe elite at any one thing but energy and maybe defense, but that that's important on a team. That is a role that you really can't overlook of the importance of having that on a team. So I think when you when you pair all that together in, don't give up on Julian Phillips yet. Don't give up on Patrick Williams yet. Could take the year five with Pat, Patrick Williams. It could, could take the year six. We'll see. He's probably going to be here either way. But don't give up on these young guys. They got they we, they need some time. We just got a player development department this season with a shooting coach. Let's see how these players look after a year or two. But let's let's stop being willing to, to write the story on players too early on, right? Maxine, uh, or Markin, Markson. Let me know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Iowa's great. He's breaking out lately. This is potential for a great backcourt. Bulls should build around Io and Kobe. Hopefully, P. Will is the next player to make a leap. Listen, I'll go for P. Will. I'll go for Julian Phillips. Hell, I'll go with Dalen Terry, right? If any of those guys can make a leap like Kobe White has made this season, it completely changes your outlook on what the Bulls' future can be if you have your young piece. It's something to be said about your young pieces being the ones that are standing up. Yeah, players like DeMar is great, right? What, what DeMar is able to bring, especially when he's on, is amazing. Same for Vooch. But when you have your young players being a huge part of why you're winning games, it just feels a little bit different. And so let's hope that this continues for it. Now, I'm going to present, I'm going to throw this question to you guys, right? I'm, it's not just about me. Let's throw this to you guys. Do you think that there is a potential that Kobe White and Io DeSumo could be the starting backup of the Chicago Bulls' future? Do you think that? You got the nice offensive defense, two-way ability from both those guys. Kobe's, of course, better offensively. Io's a more lockdown defender. But those guys still give effort on both sides of the ball. Do you think that, you know what, let me make it a poll. Let me, I forgot I can do that. I've been trying to do this a little bit more. Um, hold on. All right, bet. Let's, let's go ahead and just put this out in the poll. Let's see how you guys are, guys are feeling about that. Just put that poll out there. Go ahead and vote on that. I'll come back to that in a second. Ben 10 in the building again says, I'm just afraid because the Bulls always take a giant leap forward, but then three steps back and we never progress. Could that happen soon or is this team good enough for it uh, doesn't? Your take on that. Great question, Ben 10. This is a really, really good question. Here's what I'll say. There's always potential for that, especially for a team that hasn't shown an ability to always step up every single night, right? We're still building an identity. If the Bulls had an identity, I would feel safer in saying that, hey, no, they're not going to take a step back. 
But you're right. It's been evident. Every time we get close to 500, we take a step back. We go on a, on a losing streak, something like that. Here's what I'll say, is that the way that this team has been playing, especially when they're hanging their hat on their defense, you look at this game, look at the Minnesota Timberwolves game, right? If this team ever realizes what they can be defensively and hang their hat on that defense first, the offense is going to come, especially if you play really solid defense. I think that could really change some things for the Bulls. So I'm not betting on a, on a decline, but there is that chance for decline. And I don't think the Bulls have shown enough to where me or anybody else can safely say that that slide is just impossible to happen to this Bulls team. I think people need to realize that there is a chance that it could happen. Let's just hope that it doesn't. P. Will got to step up his game when he comes back. He's watching Kobe and Io getting better and better while, while uh, gaining hella confidence. Confidence is a big part of that, especially for P. Will, right? P, if I've said it before. P. Will unlocks what's between his ears. People better watch out. And I'm not saying that he's going to be like a superstar or anything, but with P. Will's physicality, it was physical makeup, uh, and the skill set that he has, if Patrick Williams just gets confident and realizes that there are not too many people that can stop him off the dribble if he uses that strength and is smart, it can really open up for him. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, OTR says, Io with the big 29 points on stupid, crazy efficiency. Uh, like I said, Io owns Atlanta. I mean, hey, hey, I feel you where you're coming from on that one, brother. Uh, DeMar today focused on finishing more than trying to draw fouls. That's what I like more because refs this season call fouls uh, blind shittedly. Is that what you bullshittedly? Um, I agree with you. I think, and I think that's something, again, not to try to throw anybody under the bus, but I do think that's something that typically holds, like, for example, Zach Levine back. I think Zach Levine plays to try to get the calls. And then especially when he is upset, he does he he like looks at the refs. He's like, he doesn't just focus on finishing hard. He focuses on trying to get the calls. And I think that that's something that's held Zach Levine back from getting to the free throw line more. So that's just, um, we'll talk about Zach in the offseason. But I agree. I definitely agree with you on that. When DeMar just focuses on doing what he can do and playing like he can, listen, it 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 makes so much things easier for him and easier for the team overall. That's why when people say like DeMar has no role on the team, I have to fight back against that. He definitely does. It's just how that role is executed is as important as the role that he has. And in this game, he really allowed that game to come to him. He deferred at times to even Io DeSumo and it played, it paid off majorly for the Chicago Bulls. So definitely love that. Ring sign uh, perspective says we wanted to trade both Kobe and Io. Let that sink in. I didn't. Now, go back to me. I never said that. So, um, so it sounds like you lost your voice a bit, bro. Yeah, I think it. I think it's starting to a little bit for me. Um, it's been a lot of content being dropped, so you know that doesn't surprise me. I, I'll rest it up. I'll be. I'll be fine by the morning. It happens sometimes. I had to spank his his badass son. By the way, that hoodie's fire. This this is probably. I won't say it's my favorite. It's probably top top five hoodies though that I have for the Chicago Bulls. That new red stitch one that I have uh, that I wore a couple of episodes ago, I think that may be my favorite one now. But, you know, Bulls Drip it is. It, come on, I am Bulls Drip, right? So um, nice Bulls Drip, brother. Thank you, Sean. I appreciate that, brother. Uh, Trey Young, so effing uh, overrated. The thing that I don't like about Trey Young is the whining. Like, to me, Trey Young has a really good skill set. His ability to stretch the floor, he's a solid enough passer. I love how Trey Young, unlike sometimes where the Bulls, can't identify how to get their bigs the ball. Trey Young can always get his big the ball if they're in the right spot. So I, I got to acknowledge that. But to me, Trey Young is not, he's not Steph Curry. And that's what people try to comp him to. 
he's not that remotely, but that doesn't mean that he can't still be a really good player. So uh, I think it's time to strongly consider Kobe Io backcourt going forward after Zach is not a bull anymore. I think it depends on what you get back, right? And if the Bulls do go center in this draft, which we kind of talked about in the pregame. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill game show you could you you could make that conversation for that right we'll see what happens fit tough haze thank you for that and listen i try a little bit from time to time drink some water haze your voice is going it, it's not the water that's all i drink during the day is water it's just the fact that i've been recording so keep in mind i do chicago bull central chicago bear central chicago sky central i pop in and out on other shows it's just i gotta do locked on bulls Right, so, yeah, the voice is going a little bit, but, hey, it is what it is, man. All right. Io's been playing like he should be a full-time starter for the last month. Yes. I mean, there's no mistake about it. Io DeSumo and the impact that he's having is definitely, uh, you know, there were times where last season where Io looked better after Pat Bev came coming off the bench. To start this season, it looked like Io was better coming off the bench. But once that once that uh, that confidence starts building, you can see a player start jumping, using that as a launching pad. I would assume right now is playing like he definitely deserves to be a starter in this league, and we'll see if he keeps up that level. Damn, we really could have gotten to 500 if he took care of business against the Magic last game. It is what it is. I think Javon Carter was tired of you clowning him. Probably was. And listen, if that's what it takes, I'll keep clowning the ball-headed bitch. Like, <laughs> didn't mean that. The ball-headed hoe. That's what I call it, ball-headed hoe. Uh, Io gave Trey Young that Dwight. Whoa, whoa, Shay, bro. Why, why you, the line was here? The line was here. You decided to jump over the line. You could have stayed right here. You had all this area to all this area to deal with. All that area you had. You decided to go over here. Why? Why? I don't know. Like, come on, man. What are we doing here, bro? What are we doing here? Io bringing that hardcore Chicago ball uh, to the court, to the NBA court. Put him on notice. Love my Bulls. See red. Really love it. Really love it. Um, God, good ass win. I can't get over young baby hair on on his damn head. That's hey, listen, Trey Young. I I don't know if he goes to the barbershop. I don't know if Trey Young goes to the barbershop. I don't know what I don't know if he does, but uh he should. He definitely should. Uh you'll have to remember something. Javon Carter was the Trey Young stopper before IO. I don't care about that. I don't care about that. We're talking about now. This is what have you done for me lately business. 
I told y'all in the pregame what Iowa would do to this uh, to this team. LOL. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, if the front office was smart, they should seriously consider keeping our young guys and let everyone go. I want to see Kobe Puo, Dalen Io grow and develop on this team. Well, keep in mind, like I, I get where you're coming at with that, but it's just not going to happen. This front office isn't going to trade away all the veteran pieces because they are still trying to win now. This is what it is. I'm glad BD elevated some of Kobe's minutes. He really needed that. You could definitely tell he was tired, and finally JC held his weight this game. And in that, and I talk, it's funny because I talked about that a little bit on today's daily episode. One of the segments was talking about how Demar and Kobe are top five in the NBA minutes played. They're both in the top five, and I talked about how those minutes for Kobe could come down if we had better production off the bench and if we didn't have as many injuries, of course. But even with the injuries, if Javon Carter was playing better, more consistently. Those minutes would naturally come down for Kobe White. If Javon Carter can play like this more often, right? And it's not just about the scoring, right? The defense, those type of things. Then that can alleviate some of those minutes from Kobe White. Now, you know, it's one game, so I'm not w- willing to say yet that it's going to happen consistently. But if it does, we can start getting the, some of those minutes for Kobe down a little bit, right? Can I sell you on Kobe, Io, and Ter- Terry for the future? Terry's still very raw, but the level of effort can be taught. I uh, can't be taught. I'm trying to sell myself to, I mean, listen, the thing with when it comes to Dalen Terry, we always knew that he was raw, right? And we saw, especially if you watch Dalen Terry in the G League, you always saw the glimpses of what Dalen Terry could be as that Swiss Army knife energy defender, right? And I think that there's something to be said about, like, letting that confidence build. Much like we talked about Io DeSumo, if that confidence keeps building for Dalen Terry as well as he keeps working with that player development staff, the sky really becomes the limit at that point, and we'll see what we'll see what it can become. I try to defend Trey uh, Young, thinking he can be a franchise player, but at this point, seeing the way he plays, it's sometimes like he's going to be a number two. It seems like all he tries to do is draw fouls. I, I mean, I can't disagree with you on that. Now, I don't watch every Atlanta Hawks game. I've probably watched maybe eight to ten Atlanta Hawks games this season, outside of when we played them. Um, but I mean, he does he does foul hunt now. To his credit, he gets to the free throw line a lot, so it works for him to a degree. But you, you got to round out. It has to be more skill than that. Honestly, if these young players keep developing the skills we see, Io, Dalen, P. Will Phillips, we could end up saying they actually did draft well. Probably in two to three years, we're saying that. Great point, Vaughn, and that is something that I've said before. Every time that somebody says, well, well, AK and Eversley can't draft, I always go back to say, well, we really, we really don't know that quite yet. On top of like players not playing a lot of minutes in Julian Phillips and Dalen Terry because of Billy Donovan. Sometimes when you draft, just like Kobe, took to five years. I know we're trained to kind of think by year three, you kind of know what you have in a player, but that's that isn't always true. And so as players play, uh, as the one and done becomes more and more prevalent in the in the in collegiate game, and then of course, like now with colleges knowing takes uh, players are going to be one and done. They don't have the same development uh, staff and time that they once had. So this player development department for the Bulls and for NBA teams as a whole to have that is going to be very important going forward into the future. Very important. Um, Io was the guard version of Giannis is a very casual observation. They don't play like each other at all, apart from the fact that they are both good finishers at the rim. And Io Dasumo has become so much more of a better finisher around the rim. Right. You remember last year where Iowa, that's one of the things that is really different about Iowa's game this year is that he's consistently finishing well around the rim. He just is. 
Um, last year he was missing a lot of bunnies at the rim. Now he's now he's finishing way more consistently. Giannis is an insane comparison. This is why people start hating on players because y'all take it too far. Absolutely, yeah. That that was a wild comp. Wild comp. Uh, we will need all cylinders clicking to beat Cleveland. They've been playing well lately, and we need to make another statement by winning. Yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on a hell of a run, right? You can you cannot come in lacking against that Cleveland Cavaliers team right now, number two in the Eastern Conference. If I'm not mistaken, I think I would have to do the counting. But I think that the, they've won something like 16 out of their last 18 games or something like that. It's a really crazy number. The Cleveland Cavaliers are balling right now. They're balling. you got you got to give credit where credit's due when it comes down to it. They are playing extremely well right now. And that is a really nice test for the Chicago Bulls heading right before the, the, uh, the All-Star break, right? You get to play a team that's the number two team in the Eastern Conference that's been w- winning, kicking ass. Hey, I mean, listen. Here's the thing that I've learned to realize with the Chicago Bulls team. They can play with anyone. They just have that ability to match which with any team in the NBA. The biggest question is, is will they? Will they? Now, they lost tonight to the Philadelphia 76ers. So they're going to be looking for a rebound as well heading into the All-Star break. But this is a team that's only, that's only lost two games out of their last 18 games. Two games out of the last 18 games. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. OTR says uh, Kobe winning most improved this year. Next year, IO, the year after that, Pat, the year after DT, I'm calling. Hey, listen, if the Bulls get three straight years of, of uh most improved player of the year, I tell you what, that that'll be an insane run. Insane run is what you can say to that. Um, you are right, you are so right, because all the young players have had a lot of haters at times. But besides Marco, all the young guys are showing real potential and progress this year. Agree with you, right? When Marco Simonovich is gone, but like Every all the young guys, even when you look at Adama Sanogo down in the G League, Adama Sanogo is killing it in the G League. Now, I'm not saying that that means shit for the NBA level. He he'll have to show and prove it at the NBA level. But because of where the Bulls are this offseason, where they just may not be able to pay Andre Drummond to return, having a young big that you're developing in your G League system and be able to call that's what that's what really good that's what Miami Heat would do right that's what really good teams do you're, you when you start seeing more teams use their G League truly as a developmental system and then you're able to replace some of your vet minimum players you're able to replace some of those players that go elsewhere to get paid more with players that you've organically built in your G League system that's how you can build a sustainable team because you're not paying it's not sustainable to have a big splash of free agency every single year developing is the thing that 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 makes the difference between a team that could win for a little while and teams that can have sustained success over years and so hopefully the bulls can become one of those teams hopefully they can become one of those teams um big diesel says uh hayes i agree and disagree with you bulls fans should not give up on some young players but people is different he's looking for a nice pay no see and that's the thing you got to stop with the narratives P. Will isn't that that thing of P. Will looking for $20 million was literally debunked one week later. So update your narrative. P. Will isn't looking for a payday. He is looking for a contract because guess what? He's a restricted free agent. So, no, that does not mean give up on that young player. If you're a smart front office, you build that in. Now, I'm not saying that P. Will is going to get the max at all five years, but best believe P. Will is going to come back. And P. Will isn't looking for this huge payday. I've seen you say that before, and I keep debunking it. And it's like, you don't update your narrative. That whole talk of P. Will wanting $200 million or whatever it was, $20 million, was literally debunked the next week 
by KC Johnson. Let's stop it. He's going to get paid. He's going to get a reasonable amount. He's probably going to get around Kobe White, maybe a little bit above money, but that's it. That's it, and that's fair for a young player that still has promise. That's that's a free agent. That's that's fair. He's going to get a fair deal. He's going to need to develop here. For all y'all saying that Patrick Williams needs to come in and be aggressive as soon as he gets off the injury, remember, injury like that takes time. I think also people are kind of not understanding how serious of an injury that is for P-Will. That is almost the foot comparison to Lonzo Ball's initial injury. Not the not the bone bruise and the cartilage and shit that developed from it, but that initial injury. It could take a while. It could take sometimes up to a year for people to, re- like, depending on how the ver- the severity of it. So it's not going to be as simple as just bouncing back and getting to now. People have shown that he's Wolverine. He heals at a super fast rate. But it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. Uh, Gino says, it's re- I'm really interested on what Snuggle can do in the league. He's dominating the G League. Maybe one of these games, Billy can run the Twin Towers lineup and give Snuggle some minutes. I don't trust Billy Donovan to do it. It'd be nice. Don't get me wrong. I would love to see Adama Sonogo get a chance to show what he can bring at the NBA level. But um, I, I just think Billy Donovan isn't going to play a rookie big. I think they're going to let Adama Sonogo finish out the season in the G League and then maybe look at some things depending on what happens in free agency. So if Javon consistently gets minutes, he would be better than he's been. That being said, he's been the sixth best guard on the team. I, don't, I, I can't say that. It, listen, minutes are earned especially when you have a team that's guard heavy. So just saying, oh, he'll play better if he got more minutes. No, because the other players were playing good. I would assume when Javon Carter, for the first two and a half months of the season, were basically getting the same exact minutes. And I would assume was able to, to thrive in those minutes. You got to find a way. If you want more minutes, you have to find a way to be productive in the minutes that you are getting. You can't just say, oh, if you get more minutes, you're going to be better. So yeah, it is what it is there. You got you to show and prove. You got to show and prove. You cannot go deep in playoffs with Trey Young. I mean, what I mean, they've gone, have they gotten past the first round? I mean, it, you can. And see, when people say stuff like that, you can't go deep in the playoffs with Trey Young, you can, but it's how you build out the team is important, right? We've seen much worse players go, go hell, J.R. Smith is at one NBA, he was on a team that won the NBA finals. So you can't just say that, and he's a worse player than Trey Young. So you can't just say that. Now, if you're saying as a number one, cool. But that's how you have to build out your team. And that's why I think they were hoping DeJounte was going to be a little bit better for him than what he's been. So Super Duper Danko says, for the love of, uh, please, for the love of God, draft a center. We could have used uh, Walker Kessler. Oh, I mean, listen, you got to have a center that's on the board where you draft at. Now, in the pregame show, I did talk about a center from Duke that I would like the Bulls to draft. But we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. You can't be dissing your ball-headed brethren when you ball yourself. Again, why do you keep with this? I've debunked this narrative 15 times. Your boy isn't bald. Now, I do need a line, and it's rough. I've never been bald. So, OTR, again, much like Big Diesel, update your narrative. Just because I wear hats doesn't mean I'm bald. I actually only wear hats because I just like hats, but I'm not bald. Come on now. Update your narrative there, brother. Just, 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 never mind. That joke that I was going to say was going to make you sound like a pedo. For, for you, I'm going to save you from that. Keep your jokes to yourself, bro. You got to stop. Got to stop with that. Last thing every, uh, Letting every vet go won't help the Trey Young, uh, core, the young core develop. Yes, they would get more shots, but they would uh, lose more games and play worse, which would hurt their development. Well, there's two minds of that, right? Sometimes you you learn through through failure, so you can't just say because not every player that's developed 
has done so through having veterans or, or even winning games, right? You get to that point. So I do think you want to have a mix. That's why you see the Bulls really value um, I, uh, Alice Caruso like they do, right? Because they're going to keep some veterans on this team for sure. Keep some veterans on this team. What do you think about Henry Drell? Henry Drell is a really good shooter in the G League. I worry about Henry Drell ability to, to, to deal with NBA physicality. Now, to be said, I do like that the Bulls did lock him in on a two-way contract because to me, those um, Max Struess comparisons, I think those are legit. I, I mean, as far as when Max Struess was in the G League, they're, they're legit. You got to see if he's going to be able to develop. If he can add weight to that body, uh, th there's reason to believe that keeping Henry Drell on your squad is going to be good for you in the long term. So um, I've been saying that I'll give P. Will Kobe uh, white money. Absolutely. He's probably just a tad bit more than Kobe. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I think that he'll get a, a little bit more money than Kobe White. And by a little, maybe on average one and a half to two million more per year. But even then, I, I think that, that that's going to be really close uh, with those two contracts for sure. I think the young core is experienced enough that they could definitely learn to win if they were uh, to go younger on the roster. Uh, though uh, we all know AK won't do that. Absolutely. AK is not going to, he's not going to allow that. AK is going to have this team keep playing at the level that they're playing. And it just kind of is what it is there. Uh, Casey Johnson is funny as hell. He'd be trying to tell guys celebrating. <laughs> we're doing an interview here. Hey, listen, Casey Johnson is literally like the, the old uncle that goes out with like the 40, 45 year old uncle that goes out and kicks it with his, uh, his 25 year old little cousins every once in a while. Like it's just, he it just gives those like Casey Johnson is a good dude. I've talked to Casey Johnson. I've haven't had him on the show yet. He's a good dude. He's funny. But it, when he's around these young guys, you can just see the look on his face where he's just like, Hey, these, these young, these young black dudes are funny. These young black dudes are hilarious, bro. Get off the Zach. Zach Eady is trash corn. Like, literally, bro, on top of you trying to talk into the wind to leave a voicemail, sign, sounding like you about to break out crying and singing Usher songs every time you leave a voicemail, Zach Eady is absolutely trash. He's trash. He's not going to play good at the NBA level. Kofi Coburn was a better collegiate player than Zach Eady, and he was more mobile. Zach Eady moves like the, like the, the 1960s fucking mummy movie. Zach Eady is not going to be an NBA player, bro. He's not going to be an NBA player. I think the young core is experienced enough that, that they could definitely – I already read that one, read that one. I've actually been on the Atlanta Hawks podcast, and they've been, they've even acknowledged that Io has had Trey Young's number even since he's been in the – okay, we know this. Why are, you, why are you saying the same thing? We know this, man. You say the same goddamn shit every single time. <laughs> How much do you think P. Will would have to sign an offer – with another team for us to let him walk. Oh, I, there's no chance of that. I don't. I don't think there's a single chance that this front office, with how much they are invested in the development of Patrick, of Patrick Williams, that they let him walk for nothing. I doubt if Patrick Williams even gets to the point of taking another offer from a, from a team. I seriously doubt that. We need a young big man, but I don't uh, know about Zach Eady. He's good in college, but I can see. I can't see him playing at the NBA level exactly. Like Zach Eady is a good college player, a really good college player, and that's fine. But that's it for Zach Eady. That that's where his story ends. And you know, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't say that to hate on anybody, right? I remember when I was saying the same thing about Kofi Coburn and this dude, one of one of y'all, because I think he still watches the channel. He was DMing me on goddamn Instagram talking about some. I don't understand. You're. I don't understand the uh, the 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 Kofi Coburn hate. Kofi Coburn's clearly going to be a twenty and eight guy at the NBA level. He's he's absolutely gonna he's gonna be able to dominate the NBA. And I was like, all right, bro, 
come back when he plays five five NBA games. I haven't heard from the dude since. Haven't heard from the motherfucker since. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah got to get off that. Got to get off that. Recently, every Bulls game, always a close game. Could that be the reason why Kobe's so tired? No, well, it's the minutes. Now, the minutes that he's playing is co- correlated to how close these games are because we, d- we don't close out teams in a way to where we can get him a little bit more extra rest. And I think that plays a, ho- a huge part in it. So, yeah, man, yeah. Zach Eady, definitely NBA star. Bro, Benji, Benji, every time you talk, everybody's basketball IQ gets stupider. You are worse than Zach Levine dribbling the ball off his foot in fourth quarters. I'm sorry, Benji. I love you. Thank you for supporting the podcast. But every time you talk basketball, everybody who's around you and in the vicinity of your voice loses a monochrome of NBA intelligence because I'm sorry, every time I've never seen anybody, even a broke clock is right two times a day. You're worse than a broke clock. You haven't said a good basketball take in the year and a half you've been in my chat. And it's like you haven't let Even through osmosis, you should have been able to learn something about basketball and being in a Chicago Bulls Central chat. And you literally haven't learned shit. You haven't. Benji, come on, man. Go go binge some goddamn basketball IQ. Go do that, man. Come on, we need you to do that. Be better than that, man. Uh, Thank you, uh, Mario, for the super chat. says, when the young player's playing like this, does that change who we should go after in the buyout market? Thanks for the great content, as always, sir. I mean, what you need is what you need, right? And you can't be deterred from your players stepping up to still try to go out and get what you need to add to this team. Now, here's what I'll say. I would say that they still need three-point shooting. And while Io, the last two games, has hit five three-pointers each, you still need a more consistent three-point threat. So if you can get a guy who just is efficient at three-pointers, that alleviates some of that chance that happens. Because, listen, it just helps the game go. So I think you still need what you need, but you're and you're gonna pay them about the same. We'll see. We'll see. Um, if if this was the 80s, maybe I could see Edie being a top big man in the NBA. But with the big man position changing to the point where centers are taking more threes, his style of game is outdated. I don't even think it's the threes, right? Because players like Bam out of bio don't shoot threes, but they're a really effective center in this league. When it comes to Zach Edie, it's the lateral movement. This is a switch heavy NBA. And while a big man like Drum doesn't shoot like out on the perimeter, he doesn't even really doesn't shoot in the mid range. His versatility defensively is what makes him be able, and his rebounding, of course, to stay on the court. A player like Zach Eady is going to get absolutely cooked by if he gets switched on the guard. Absolutely cooked. <laughs> uh, I saw a mock draft that had us drafting Rob Dillingham. He's good offensively, but will have problems defensively. Definitely would be an upgrade over Javon Carter. Definitely, definitely. Kyle Hayes, look out for your voice, man. We don't want to miss any. Oh, bro, you must you must be new here. I don't miss videos. You ain't got to worry about that. Believe me, you won't. I Listen, I'm, I'm almost at a thousand straight days. I had, for those that don't know, there was a time period in the, in, what, what month was that? I don't even remember the month. Maybe it was like November, whatever, of, of 2021, where I lost 31 pounds in 10 days because I was sick. I couldn't hold food down. I didn't miss a single video then. I'm not going to miss a single video now. It would literally take God himself to strike me to death for me to miss a video. So for real, with another three-point threat, we get more spacing, which also helps Kobe uh, get more open threes. Marcus Morris went to Minnesota too. It was my first pick, Gallinari or Harris. Then I think it's probably going to be one of those two guys. And those two guys that I've always been focused on for sure. So um, 
Hey, I was saying people was going to get 22 to 24. That's too much. 18 million should be his max. With with the health concerns and things, I don't even know, honestly, if if people is going to get 18 million. I think it's going to be around Kobe White money. I think that's what it's going to be around for Kobe White. Kobe White basically getting about $12 million. I'd say maybe he gets about 14 to 15 but he's not getting – I don't think he's getting $18 million a year. I don't think he is. But, all right, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I got to get ready to go over and do Locked On. So if you guys want to go over and tune in to Locked On Bulls, we'll be there, man. Uh, but, yeah, this was another dub by the Chicago Bulls. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red if you can, y'all. Peace. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central. Your number one place for all Chicago Bulls news and content. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.